pros do it right by relying on trusted brands to get the job done. Lowe's is here to help with more of those brands in stock like DeWalt and Little Giant. We stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. Now save $60 on a two-pack of DeWalt 20-volt max batteries, now just $99. Plus, we now offer the Little Giant King Combo Ladder, the world's first step, extension, and leaning ladder, giving you the flexibility to do just about any job for only $159. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only. Welcome to my legacy. On my search for serenity. I'm trying hard to let things be, but I keep making friends with my enemies. Welcome to my legacy. On my search for serenity. I'm trying hard to let things be, but I keep making friends with my enemies. Well, it's sunny outside now. What's up, grinders? Happy Saturday. Welcome back to the Weekend Grind Podcast brought to you by rotogrinders.com. The Weekend Grind crew is here in the building. I'm Josh Surgiant. As always, with my co-host, Mr. Chalk, Travis Mangone. Travis, man, it's baseball season. You excited? Yeah, excited, Josh. Uh, you know, the, uh, you know, had fun making fun of the Yankees. I know they won last night, but I got to see Aaron Judge strike out and him ground into a double play. So, yeah, it's a great time right now. Uh, you just need to get my Mets on the winning track here today and get the little 2-0 and and win some more DFS baseball. Man, you Mets fans get excited for anything that has to do negative with the Yankees. What, you got to watch Judge strike out? That's that's your highlight? Come on, man. We, we're, winning, we're winning games here. And we got Stanton hitting it out of the park. His first at bat is a Yankee. Well, hey, things things have gone well. I had Stanton, uh, I had Stanton in cash on day one, and then I had Tanaka in cash. So it's it's worked out. We needed that. We needed all that to go down. But uh, yeah, no, again, it's uh, you know me, man. Hate love hating on the Yankees. It's always a good time, and uh, yeah, I'm just excited. Baseball is back. It's it's a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, uh, just a nice breath of fresh air from NBA. Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, NBA at the end of the season is very hard to pinpoint and build lineups with all the craziness that goes on and tanking teams and resting players. So I'm glad that we get some baseball now. It's always uh, an exciting time. But yeah, give us both a follow on Twitter if you haven't already. You can follow me at Real Joshua Giant. That's at Real Joshua Giant. You can follow Travis at Travis Mangone at Travis M A N G O N E. Shoot over any questions or comments you may have. Love interacting with you guys. Now, uh, this is going to be a fun day, man. We got plenty of baseball. We have a huge early slate, huge late slate, split it up. We're going to be covering the main slate for you guys that locks at 7.05 p.m. Eastern time. So make sure you get your lineups in before then. Uh, We still have late stop with baseball. That's a plus, right, Travis? Yeah, that's definitely a plus because if you, you know, if you miss a guy like because of, you know, lineups normally come out in time, but, uh, you know, sometimes they come out a little bit later. So you can obviously make a swap and whatnot. I know some people yesterday were getting a little tilted that I talked to. Uh, I'm not getting that Ian Kinsler news right away. So uh, it's a good thing he played. Right. But, uh, you know, if they if they needed to, they could obviously make the late swap moves. That's always great. Right. Just in case something crazy happens, we can swap over and don't have to get too tilted. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, do you have any quick tips for our listeners about how to handle cash since you are the cash master here. Uh, Do you have any tips for people playing cash games early in MLB season right now, like around this time? 
no, nothing crazy. Just, uh, I don't know. Enjoy it, I guess I, I, I could say, uh, you know, uh, some, so it's also not like the same as other sports, right? I guess one thing is, I don't know. This kind of tilts me when people are like, oh, I need like 3X or 5X from a guy. You don't need that, in my opinion, uh, in MLB. It's a lot different, and uh, it's all about prioritizing hitters, right? Sometimes it's better to just punt the position if you it allows you to get a Giancarlo Stanton or something like that if the matchup is just too good to pass on. So just little things like that. Uh, kind of our uh, things that I like to focus on. All right, cool. Uh, are you putting up any content today on the Roto Grinders page? Uh, yeah, just have the NBA uh, grind down, uh, writing that up, and uh, yeah, it's pretty much already done. Just got to kind of finish a few things, and then uh, it'll be up soon. All right, so make sure you guys check that out if you're playing NBA DFS. Want to double down on your DFS action with baseball and basketball? Make sure you check out Travis's. NBA grind down. He'll be posting the link on his Twitter, I'm sure. Uh, if not, I'll make sure I, I throw it up there for you guys when he gets it up. Make sure you give that a look and read. Uh, you know, always great content from Travis anytime he does the grind down. But yeah, let's hop into these games. Like I said, we got a seven game main slate here, locking at 7.05 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, Travis, you ready to hop into these games, bud? Yeah, let's get going. All right, first game on the slate, we've got the Minnesota Twins in Baltimore against the Orioles. Nine and a half run total for this game uh you know pretty much is a pick them here the minnesota twins are road favorites but uh by a quarter of a run here so really close game we've got the battle of two gas can pitchers kyle gibson on the minnesota side and cashner on the Orioles side let's start with the bats on the Twins side or actually you know what why don't we just scratch this out first travis no interest in any of these pitchers here in this game right uh, so slightly disagree with you on that. Uh, uh, the, the only no, no, no. Listen, listen, listen. So, uh, Kyle Gibson, and again, I don't think this is the right spot for him. But if you if you look at last year, he was fantastic in the second half of the season. If you only take the second half of the season into account, right? He was really, really good. And one reason why was because he changed, uh, you know, he changed his arm angle and all this stuff. He threw his fastball only, uh, you know, he used to throw forty percent of the time. Then he moved it to twenty eight percent of the time it made a real big difference in what he was doing so uh again this the problem with this game for me though is like this isn't exactly the right spot right we're in a hot camden yards i believe the wind is blowing out too i saw something about that on twitter yeah it wind's blowing out like 12 miles an hour or so so i'm less interested but i also think like you know people might be jamming in orioles in their lineup and it might be a mistake in my opinion to just be like jamming all the, like all these Orioles in because I don't think Kyle Gibson is this uh, gas can like people used to think he was. So uh, I don't know, maybe he'll revert back to his old ways. But again, he's been kind of uh, very similar this spring, you know, just again, and it's only spring training, not, not a ton of uh, innings and whatnot, but he's looking like he's similar to last year, the way he's throwing it right, still throwing the same, uh, you know, arm angle, everything's similar. So uh, I don't think Kyle Gibson, again, I'm not kind of endorsing playing him, but it's more so saying, hey, the Orioles can strike out a ton, and I just don't think we should be picking on them. Like, oh, this is a day where, like, you know, if you're looking at the Orioles and you think they're a team you want to, like, stack up. I don't know. I'm tempering my expectations about that. I don't think I'm, I think I'm going to just fade the Orioles today, unless it's, like, uh, maybe, like, a, a – here or there mixing in a guy in cash games like a talented guy like a Machado or something but uh, that's about it like I really don't want to be uh, targeting the other side though like Cashner I mean he's terrible like uh, I want to target him uh, all day long yeah you see I agree with you on that Uh, I wouldn't go too crazy I mean I disagree with fading the Orioles completely I think that we should have some interest there Uh, but for for me I, I just think in the tournament I just think in the tournament perspective Josh like I'm going to bet on his last season results and everything he changed if the Orioles are chalky, right? Like, I like that idea. So that's kind of my, like, tournament 
take on what I would do with the Orioles. I just, I just, I, love, I, I just love the prices on the Orioles on FanDuel, especially like Chris Davis is 2.7 K Adam Jones, 3.1 K Trey Mancini's 2.6 K. You know, these guys are with upside that could really hit the ball. Well, and you're getting them under three K against Kyle Gibson at home in a, in a hitter friendly park. Yeah. I'm definitely going to be interested in that. Yeah, I get it. It just it, I could see them becoming the chalky stack. I mean, they became that chalky stack. It was like them and the Astros on day one. So again, it's one of those things where like I'm I'm if in tournaments like I find out that the Orioles are the chalky stack, then I think there's reasons to kind of stay away. Like and the Orioles are that they are like the definition of boomer bust, right? They either strike out or they hit home runs. It's like kind of their MO. So uh yeah, but I get it. Like the prices are really cheap. You're you're totally right about that. And but I don't know. A lot of prices are cheap around this time of year. I, I'm kind of more interested in the twins. I mean, Andrew Kashner is just absolutely awful. Yeah, let's talk about them because uh Kashner is, you know, listen, he, he's not as bad against righties as you'd think. Uh actually 15.2% K rate last season against uh righties. And uh, kept his fly uh, his fly balls down twenty seven percent ground ball ground ball he has kind of an elite ground ball rate here against righties last season fifty seven percent ground ball rate and um, you know the hard hits are you know twenty nine percent against righties as well so he actually is, is a lot better against righties than people give him credit for and Dave Potts cheese is good uh, Dave does great uh, incentive content here by the way at Rotor Grinders check out his million dollar musings guy won a million dollars twice in daily fantasy baseball absolute beast but yeah so Dave was talking about this a lot last season that Kashner is a lot better against righties than people give him credit for but against lefties that's where he really struggles uh, you know fly ball rate at thirty seven point seven percent against lefties hard hit rate at thirty five percent against lefties. Really, you know, gets uh, gets his numbers all jumped up here against lefties. So I think, you know, in, in a hitter's park in Baltimore, uh, if we're going to target anyone here against uh, Kashner that we want to make the most out of it, we want to target some of the guys that hit on the left side of the plate. So for me, um, that's going to put guys like Rosario and uh, and Logan Morrison in play for me. Logan Morrison, by the way, 2.5K on FanDuel, absolute steal uh, over there. Really fits well. Max Kepler, I think, is another guy that we could play here. Uh, so it, it's, you know, I'm waiting to see what this line's going to be like, but we have some cheap lefties here. We could get value in, do a, kind of like a mini stack of the Minnesota Twins. Now, uh, the Twins also have the second highest implied run total on the board, so that's another thing that's interesting that pops off here. I mean, I feel like we should have some bats from this Minnesota team. Now, the righties, that's where, like, you know, I, I'm not sure if I want to target a guy like Sano who strikes out a lot in this matchup or pick up a guy like uh, Dozier who is, is priced a little bit higher than the rest of the group here. But for me, I think I'm really going to focus on the lefties here on the twin side. What about you, Travis? Yeah, so I'm going to I'm gonna focus in on the lefties, of course, in cash games. Like, give me, uh, you know, give me the Eddie Rosarios. I think Escobar's fine. Logan Morrison, I like him and his cheap price. I think he's got a good shot at hitting a homer. So, like him. And Kepler, he's a good option, too, to consider. And even Jason Castro, if you need a cheap punt catcher, I think he could uh, become in play. You know, these two righties, though, right? Sano and Dozier, they're really talented. I don't want to avoid them in stacks, right? Uh, I think, like, maybe not taking both, but maybe just, like, taking one or one of them, like, you know, if I'm making the stacks, right? Like, I don't want Joe Maurer, really. Uh, so, I don't know. I don't hate the idea of at least getting, like, one of these righties in here, right? Like, or you could get both, too, because I know Kashner, again, we talked about how he's not, uh, you know, we talked about how he's a lot 
better against righties than lefties. But if we expect Cashner to get lit up, it's not going to be pretty. So, and then we get those two talented hitters against bullpen players like Sano and Dozier are like two of their better hitters. So uh, at least from like a power perspective. So I, I don't want to completely miss out on them in tournaments, but I think in cash games, I definitely want to key in on those lefties. And I think Rosario is probably my favorite, uh, favorite guy in the entire lineup. If you have, if you force me to pick only one, uh, that's the guy I like the most. All right. Any other bats here you want to mention in this game? Uh, no, I mean, I didn't really talk about, like, I, I didn't really talk about the uh, Baltimore ones a, a little bit, but the, I'll, I'll say this, like Trey Mancini, I know you brought him up. Uh, he's a lot better against, uh, you know, righties. He's really crushed them. So uh, I, I think Mancini makes sense as like taking a shot on like uh, and Machado. He's just really talented. So uh, I don't mind him. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think there's some guys that obviously take a shot on, on Baltimore. But again, if they become chalky, I'm definitely going to, I'm definitely going to consider kind of staying away in, in, in tournaments. And then uh, maybe I'll pick a, pick a spot here or there in cash games with the Orioles side. All right, let's move on to the next game on the slate. We've got the Chicago Cubs in Miami against the Marlins. Eight and a half is the run total for the game. Cubs are two run favorites here on the road. Marlins with the sec tied for the uh, lowest run total on the implied run total here per team here on the slate at 3.25 runs. This is a, you know, a massive favorite of a game here like for the Cubs. You Darvish on the mound, clear chalk option in cash uh, today on this slate. I think that he is the route that most people will go in cash, understandably. Um, and, and I think that's with good reason. I think that I will probably end up going that route, especially on FanDuel, where you just have to roster one pitcher and makes it easy to just kind of plug in uh, Darvish and go from there. Uh, but, you know, looking at the bats here... Um, you know, it, there's a lot of interesting ways we could go, but let's just talk about Darvish for a second, Travis, because I'd like your take on him. Yeah, I mean, he's the guy I'm going to jam in my lineups in cash games, it looks like. I mean, he's he's good at baseball. Uh, I, I just I can't see a way of not rostering him uh, right now. Just if you look at the kind of the pitchers on this slate, it's kind of really difficult to, to find a guy that you're in love with at the top, right? Like on DraftKings specifically, it's like, do you play Darvish uh, against Miami? It was a terrible lineup, most likely. I know it's expensive, though, so it just depends on how kind of things work. Granky against Colorado, with you know, the, the roof is still open. I know people talk about the human orb, but the roof is still open, so uh, a little worried about that. The roof will be open in Miami, too, so that'll obviously be still good for hitters. But again, like, uh, you know, there's a little bit of difference between Miami and Colorado, and that park, too. Uh, park is just a better hitters park in Arizona in general, but... Uh, Kenta Maeda, uh, or sorry, yeah, Kenta Maeda at the top. Like, again, he's another guy, like, I don't have as much interest in. Uh, it's just, I really like Darvish. If I have the money for him, I'm going to pay up for him uh, on, on a site like DraftKings on FanDuel. Do you have his price on hand, Josh? I'm trying to pull it up. Yeah, 9.4K. It's just, you just plug him in. And yeah, yeah, there. that's too cheap for him. I mean, the only argument you can make, obviously, it's a one-pitcher site, but, uh, I mean, Vincent Velasquez, that's really cheap for Vincent Velasquez, but, uh, no, I mean, Darvish is, like, the cheap cash game option. You'll be able to you'll be able to fit some guys in. Uh, I don't think it's a day where you're going to have to, like, mash in uh, hitters and need to go cheap at pitcher, right? It's not one of those days where we have cores and we're just like, oh, we have to play cores. Maybe we have to fade the top pitcher. So, uh, yeah, you Darvish is probably my favorite pitcher on the slate and the guy I want to get the most exposure to. Yeah, uh, agreed. Um the other side, we have Despain, who's just been a guy that's been, like, you know, up and down throughout his career. The kid actually has some good stuff. I mean, it's like it's tough here because the Cubs have the impl- the highest implied run total of any team on the slate. So you obviously want to try to get some bats in there because they are in a good spot here. But uh, it's just tough because 
because I've I've seen this kid throw and he could come out and actually throw like a decent game. Um, but I I like the Cubs hitters better than I like Desbane's stuff. So uh, I'm probably gonna target some bats here. My issue is the fact that they're just super expensive, and also you can't stack. You know you can't do a four man stack on Fanduel if you're playing Darvish. You know because it's gonna jam up too many players from the same team. So you really only get to pick three players from this Cubs lineup if you're uh, gonna play Darvish. So that makes makes this you know interesting roster construction here. One thing that we can see is if we look at the Spain stats, his strikeout rate has been very low. Uh, over the last two seasons, 13.9% against righties and 10.9 against lefties. His hard hits, though, are, you know, the reverse splits here are very interesting. His hard hits against righties up at 38.3% and down at 276 against lefties. So one thing that we're seeing here is, uh, you know, he, he gets hit a lot harder, like significantly harder by righties than he does by lefties. So, um you know, I'm not saying it takes a guy like Anthony Rizzo or, or Schroer out of the play because they, they both hit really well, but I think it might give me more interest, especially if they're going to come at lower ownership, uh, playing a guy like Contreras and uh, Chris Bryant here because people will probably see, oh, you know, the Cubs are, are going against a scrub pitcher and he's a righty, so I should just plug the lefties in. Meanwhile, this guy gets lit up a lot harder by righties than he does by lefties, so why not take a different route and go with the righties here, right? Uh, yeah, so uh, and the one thing I like, you know, I know you said a lot there, but the one thing I caught that I thought was the most interesting, I kind of checked while you were doing it, was uh, the 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 U Darvish and the four Cubs. You can do that now, Josh, on FanDuel, so you don't have to like worry about that. You can play Darvish and four Cubs in your lineup, and it won't like say, hey, you, you can't do that. So uh, they kind of change that up over on FanDuel. So that's that's something that we uh, don't have to worry about. So I don't know if that changes your opinion a little bit on on possibly stacking it up. Yeah, I mean, not not so much. I mean, I. Are you sure? Because I felt like I had trouble yesterday trying to do it. I just did it. I just did it. It went through? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I got Darvish, Rizzo, Bryant, Schwarber, Hayward. I just threw four Cubs I could find. So, yeah, or five Cubs. So, yeah, it works. Uh, It's something that you can do now. The the most interesting thing, I think, like I said, was the fact that he does get – Despain gets hit significantly harder by righties than he does by lefties. Uh, The hard hit rate, 38% against righties and 27% against lefties. So, what I was saying is – while the you know the general you know the general rule here is like oh we'll see you know there's a weak righty on the mound while we plug in guys like Rizzo and Schwarber which I think is fine I wouldn't mind paying up for some of the righties like Rizzo or Contreras as well um, and get my exposure there. Yeah, I, I think that's fine. I mean, I, I definitely want to get some Cubs exposure. I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, Despagne is a guy that I'm definitely looking to target and. You know, it's just the problem is, is uh, you know, I'm spending up and where am I, uh, where am I spending up? That's the problem. Like oh, most of these guys are kind of expensive. That's one of the problems. But again, I want to get exposure to this run, uh, you know, this run total. And uh, like Chris Bryant's probably one of my favorite guys that I would love the exposure to him. Uh, Rizzo, I don't mind even a Contreras. But again, it, it's just going to be tough to kind of get your exposure to these Cubs because they're kind of getting a little pricey already. Uh, and I mean, I just don't, I haven't like done like, you know, full construction yet or anything like that. But uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be tough to get them in. Ian Happ, too. Uh, he's another guy. I'm expecting him to bat lead off, and I think this is a really good spot for him. So I like getting exposure to him as well. If you want to like kind of get contrarian with your Cubs stack, Javi Baez does have a lot of upside. So maybe running it back, going like a Happ, Chris Bryant. And then uh, say you want to fade the Rizzo, right? Say you like someone else at first base, go Contreras, and then like put like a Javi Baez in, you know, the wraparound stack. So 
kind of like that idea with the stack there. Uh, and then like no one on the Marlins side, I'll just kind of stay away from them uh, completely. And uh, yeah, I think that wraps about wraps it about up for me. But like roof will be roof will be uh, open again, most likely. So that's always good for uh, good for this game. Uh, I know it was open for 17 innings last night and uh, the game kind of uh, ended that way. And I like a two, one game, but that uh, still obviously helps out, helps out, uh, you know, the hitting and whatnot. And again, don't forget this game just went 17 innings. So these bullpens are kind of exhausted and we can see these bullpens really struggle. So uh, we can all see Darvish get extended as well as Despagne. They might want to say, Hey, we need you for an extra inning or so. And uh, if one of them gets like just absolutely, lit up it could just be in a bullpen game and be really really ugly like it just just ugh, it could be so bad with the amount of guys they could just throw him that one long reliever and just let him toss the ball and toss the ball and just throw meatballs across the plate all right yeah uh so obviously marlin's lineup ugly and we like darvish so skip all the miami bats let's move on to the next game the slate we've got the philadelphia phillies most original name in baseball in atlanta against the braves eight and a half is the run total Braves a slight home favorite by about a quarter of a run here. This here uh, is an interesting game, Travis. You know, uh, the new SunTrust field and all that. Uh, We've been talking about that for a while now. Uh, Got the wind slightly blowing in at six miles an hour. Nothing to be worried about there. But nice clear weather as well. Just the pitchers here for me are interesting because we got guys like these two guys, right? Vincent Velasquez. Kid's got a ton of talent. Just hasn't really, you know, been able to to get consistent success here in, in the big leagues. Seeing him throw gems and seeing him get lit up, so uh, he's tough to pinpoint. And Brandon McCarthy, another guy who has, you know, had some some real steady outings throughout his career and has gotten lit up and just can't find his footing either in the majors as far as being like you know a steady producer here. So, uh, like, where where do we go here, Travis? How, how do we handle it? Yeah, so um, on the uh, uh, on on the Philly side of the ball, like for the for Velasquez, I, I think he's an interesting guy to take a shot in in tournaments. I I don't hate him. I think he's perfectly fine. He's really cheap. Has a ton of upside at that price. So I, I think if you want to take a shot on him, I think that's fine and definitely a route you can go. But understand there's risks to that because uh, this Brace team could definitely light him up and uh, yeah, not strike out a ton. So. Uh, I, I'm a little worried about Velasquez. Again, it's like more of that like deep uh, tournament dart, and that's kind of the approach I would take with him. When it comes to McCarthy, though, the, man, he he he's been good. Like he's had times where he's good, times where he's bad. These pitchers are kind of similar in a way, just because like they're like I said, they've had good times, they've had bad times, real ups and downs. But uh, yeah, McCarthy, I don't know. Just he seems like he never really gets extended that long, and especially first game out there. I don't know. I think I can just stay away from him, and I expect some runs to be scored. Not this game that absolutely go insane, but I still, still think runs will be scored. And I don't know. I just don't see any of these teams really being on the winning tournament team, uh, or uh, you know, just being in my cash lineup. Like my my best bet is Velasquez, just hoping he has that crazy upside strikeout game. But again, like. The problem with the Phillies is, like, we already saw this manager. He talked about being this analytics guy and whatnot, but then he pulled Aaron Nola after only 68 pitches, which is kind of insane. And I don't know. Will he do the same with Velasquez? It has me very worried. I, I don't know. So uh, I'm a little worried about his upside just because of that alone. But who knows? Maybe maybe, maybe he will give him the full run or whatnot. Well, you can see a major price difference here. I, Velasquez is coming at a major discount on, dra- on uh, FanDuel. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, way, yeah. way too cheap on FanDuel. He's like, again, like, it's just the upside at that price is pretty insane. So that, that's why I'm really, like, interested. Yeah, on DraftKings, you know, not so much. On DraftKings, he's 9800 or 9400 rather. So, um, you know, you're not getting him for cheap over there. He's one of the most expensive pitchers. But, yeah, that, that FanDuel price tag at 6400 
I mean, I, I it makes me want to. Play. I wasn't going to play many tournament lineups today, but seeing that 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 price tag and the, the construction I could work around with Velasquez here it makes me want to play tournaments. So, uh, yeah, I think we could both agree that he's a good tournament dart at that price on FanDuel specifically, right? Yeah, definitely agree with you. Uh, definitely agree with you on that. I think it's more of a FanDuel play. All right, and uh, let's talk about the bats now in this game. Uh, established that we. Uh, have some interest in Velasquez. How, how about some of these Phillies bats here against McCarthy? I mean, I think you always have to have interest in Freddie Freeman, right? Like he's just, he's a really good hitter. Uh, so I have interest in him. I think he's fine. Some of that I'll be considering also Ozzy Albies at this price. Uh, he's a switch hitter. You know, he, basically for like the first week of the season, I'm going to be trying to get exposure to him for the most part. He's just a really talented player and way better than that price. So I like him. If you're playing Freddie Freeman, I always want to run uh, Ozzy Albies in there with him as well. And then don't even hate and Ender and Ciarte. He's another guy. So it's mainly like maybe just getting like a three man stack of that and then kind of calling it a day. Not, nothing else. So I don't want to go too crazy. I'm not trying to get overexposed on the Braves. I think they're a team that I'd probably would rather be underweight on, but uh, yeah, I, I think it's just mainly focusing on those three. And then if you wanted to throw in like, you know, a, random guy uh, like a Preston Tucker or something like I wouldn't hate it but again uh, I, I don't love the Braves but I have minor interest in them yeah I think I'm just gonna fade the Braves altogether just because like I said I do think Vincent Velasquez is a lot better than he's given credit for does have that 25.8 percent strikeout rate against the righties and 24.5 against the lefties so um you know, if he can get his ground balls up, he's, the kid's going to be a problem. But, yeah, I just – the only guy I would really want to take a shot at is Freddie Freeman, and the only way I'm going to fit, fit Freddie Freeman in my lineup is if I play Velasquez. So it just, it just doesn't make sense. So for me, I'll just be staying away from the Braves hitters. But on the Philly side, you tweeted out something interesting yesterday, Travis. You said, why don't we just put Rice Hoskins in the Hall of Fame already, right? So uh, any interest in your boy there that you're calling a Hall of Famer like now this early? Uh, yeah, real quick before that, I also want to mention the Phillies bullpen is bad. So, uh, that's another reason, obviously, uh, to get exposure to some Braves too. I like, like, especially in this first week, targeting these like weak bullpens is, I mean, we're going to do it all year long, but right now it's not a bad idea because these pitchers are not really, uh, you know, they don't have really a long leash right now, but yeah, man, Reese Hoskins, like, dude, this guy's amazing. Like, let's just put him in now. He is so good at baseball. He is awesome. Uh, yeah, I definitely have interest in him on, on pretty much any slate. I'll always have interest in Reese Hoskins. I don't care if it's a righty or a lefty. Uh, he can hit anyone and in this spot here against McCarthy sure I'll have interest in Reese Hoskins he's a guy I don't mind like you know throwing on tournament teams if I'm building let's say I'm FanDuel I build a uh, you know a four-man stack and then I'm just building a, a lineup of just guys that I think will hit a home run if I have room for for Reese Hoskins I'll definitely put him in like people won't people probably won't play him because it'll be like oh it's a righty I'll probably stay away but I don't know I always like getting me some Hoskins exposure so yeah uh I have interest in him. If we're talking about some of the lefties against McCarthy, because uh, obviously, you know, lefties you want to have more interest in against the righty for the most part. Like a Nick Williams, I think for really cheap, become a, could become a really good value play. We were hoping to have him yesterday, but I'm assuming he'll be in the lineup today. Carlos Santana, too. I mean, that makes a ton of sense. Uh, he had a home run yesterday, and I, I love him in this lineup. I think it's going to be a really, really good boost for them. So uh, I like Carlos Santana here. You can get like, like a Cesar Hernandez. Like, I don't, like that four-man stack, I don't think is a bad idea. And, and a Dubois Herrera, too if he gets run like he's just really cheap 
you know, 2.1K on FanDuel is just, is just too cheap for him. Like, it's just, it's a nice cheap stack that then you make work, like going Nick Williams, Herrera, and then putting in like a Santana or Caesar with a Hoskins. So uh, I kind of like this uh, idea. And I'm I'm going to be on the Phillies a lot this year. They're, you know, at the start of the year, Josh, you know, there's teams that you're going to be on a lot and like have interest in. The Phillies are going to be one of them for me. I can already tell. I love this, the way that like top of like the, like five or six look in that lineup. All right. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I I think a nice little Philly stack is certainly in play here with these bats. So we'll we'll see. I mean, I think that when we see the lineup, I'm, I want to wait to see what the official lineup is today, and kind of work around that. There, there is a few routes we could go here. I think the Phillies you'll get a low ownership if you stack them up, which is something that you could really take advantage of. So yeah, anyone else here you want to talk about? We'll move on to the next game. Not. Let's head over to the next one. All right, we've got the Chicago White Sox in Kansas City against the Royals. Eight and a half is the run total. Uh, the Royals are slight home favorites here. Uh, it's pretty much a pick them on the money line at minus 107. Two interesting pitchers. We got Lucas Giolito against Ian Kennedy. Uh, I know last year you you kept being on and off, you know, coming on and off of the Ian Kennedy train. So is that somewhere you want to consider going again today? Yeah, I don't know. Ian Kennedy, I'm always back and forth on. Uh, I mean, it, it makes sense in this ballpark because, uh, you know, it's it's more of a pitcher's park and the pitching weather is going to be nice at 49 degrees. So that obviously be good for him. And he's a fly ball pitcher. So being in this park helps. But I don't know. I just don't see a ton of upside here. And, you know, after what the White Sox did to the Royals in that first game, I think I'm just going to stay away Uh Again, I'm not expecting the White Sox to go insane like they did on opening day, but I, I just think it's a fine spot. I'll just stay away from Ian Kennedy and kind of call it a day. Uh, Lucas Giolito, though, I mean, I, I kind of want to get exposure to this guy. Uh, just he, He's a really talented young pitcher that, you know, is – it's kind of like Blake Snell. Like we saw Blake Snell do pretty solid uh, yesterday. I believe, I, didn't know, I know he started out really early. I don't remember how he ended, but like he's just one of those like young, talented guys that is going to eventually pop. I don't know when he's going to pop, right? We don't know when, but uh, it could be today. But he's a guy that just has that talent and I kind of want to buy him like on cheap prices. And I love buying on, uh, you know, young, cheap guys, uh, you know, young, cheap guys that have a lot of talent uh, in tournaments that can just show that upside and flash it from time. And I, I think buying on Gilito is a solid idea right now. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I do want to have interest in him here too. It's just, you know, his strikeout rates a bit low under the 20% mark and, the Royals, you know, they, they strike out a bit more now. Like, it, you know, if you look at the strikeout rates of these guys uh, on the new lineup, you know, um, you got some guys that strike out more, but they still don't strike out as a team that heavily. So, you know, I don't know how much upside there's going to be to a guy like Giolito. I, I don't like his, his FanDuel price. I'm going to stay away from there. Uh, on DraftKings, they got him priced up too at eighty seven hundred. So it's it's tough because if he was cheaper, like if he's like sick, if he was like sixty two hundred on DraftKings, and I could just pair him up with Darvish and stack my bats up, I, I would sure I'll have interest in him. But we're just not getting him at a discount, and he just doesn't have the upside that we would need to pay this price tag here, even slate specific, you know, in the player pool that we have. So I'll stay away from him here. Uh, you know, I don't think that I'm going to really play either of these pitchers, to be honest. Uh, but yeah, let's 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 talk about the bats now. Let's start on the White Sox side. Uh, we got some big bats here in this game. We got you know, particularly uh, you know Jose Abreu on the White Sox side. But 
looking at this White Sox lineup, man, there's a lot of changes here. It's it's not really as uh, stacked as it once was, huh? Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, White, the White Sox are not the greatest team uh, and, and whatnot. But again, they do have some power in their lineup. That's kind of like the thing. that It's not like it's not there. So uh, I don't know. I... I I just don't like the spot for them here. I actually like them a little bit against Danny Duffy and I'm mad at myself for not kind of getting more, like I didn't get any exposure to them. And it was one of those things I was just like, man, Duffy's been bad. Uh, you know, this is, this, no one's going to own them. I, I should have pulled the trigger, but uh, whatever. A lot of smart people did. And uh, hopefully next time I'll be able to pull the trigger on it. But I think this is an interesting team that I, I think is going to be low owned a lot throughout the season. And, and, you know, they can have those big games like they did on opening day. I think there is uh, more pop than people can kind of think at times with them, but they are not the great greatest team and whatnot and I don't know this is a game that I think I'm just kind of staying away from right now and I, I don't know I just don't think I need to get a ton of exposure to it yeah I, I agree I don't think we need to go too crazy how about the Royal side though any interest over there uh, I mean Mike Moustakis is, 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 is always good like anytime he's against a righty I have interest I think he's fine he's pretty cheap same with like Lucas Duda too but I don't know I think his home yeah guys homer against James Shields I'm not going to take a shot on Lucas Duda I don't think today I just really maybe Moustakis is the main guy if John Jay's batting first I get him as a cash game play I think that's uh, kind of interesting but I don't know which again it's like one of those things where I'll probably stay away all right on to the next game on the slate we've got the Colorado Rockies Versus the Arizona D-backs, eight and a half is the run total. Arizona Diamondbacks, almost a full run favorite at home here. We've got German Marquez, a, a very popular name from last year who burnt a lot of people plenty of times, cost them a lot of money. Uh, on the other side, we've got Zach Greinke, a uh, veteran guy here who, you know, we know he has some great stuff. This is this is where it kind of gets interesting because, you know, we don't really like that ballpark in Arizona, but uh, we do we do like Zach Greinke's stuff, and we do know that the Rockies, uh, you know, in particular, uh, strike out a decent amount as a team. So wh- what do we do here, Travis? Do you think Greinke's in play? Yeah, so, like, he's got the name, right? Uh, but I don't know. I think I'm just going to stay away from him here. I just think I'd rather play Darvish, and I don't see myself – playing Darvish and Granke together. I just don't see that route kind of working out. So I'm going to pass on him. You know, a roof's going to be open here in Arizona, and there's all that humidor talk, right? Is the humidor actually doing anything? And again, it's only been two games, and on top of that, the, the roof is open, so it's obviously not going to be the same situation. And when that roof is closed, I'm really curious to see how the humidor uh, acts. But, uh, yeah, I just think uh, I think it's a fine spot to just stay away from. Uh, I, don't, I just don't need to be playing Granke. So I'll pass on him uh, and kind of – move on from there. Marquez, I, I don't really have interest in him here. Again, like, uh, I just don't don't think this is a spot where I really want to target pitching, and I'm more so interested in the hitters. But my, my one worry is, I mean, there was a lot of talk on Twitter about the humor yesterday and uh, how it's, like, you know, kind of not a thing. And, well, it is a thing, but people are like, oh, it's uh, not really a thing. We should just be, like, stacking this game. So I am wondering, like, what the ownership is going to be on Arizona and Colorado because if it's the highest-owned stack, it's always smart to stay away from the highest-owned stack. So if it is the highest-owned, I, I don't know. It's kind of one of those things that debate what do we do with it, Josh? So uh, I don't know. Uh, it's, a, it's a conversation I'm kind of going to be going back and forth on all day. How much exposure do I get to these vats compared to the field? And uh, kind of debate that. But in cash games, I, I have interest in uh, a lot of the Diamondbacks and, and some Rockies. Yeah, I, I think for me, the Rockies are a stay away. I really do believe in, in Greinke and his abilities. And I, I do think he still has a lot of good stuff. So I'm not going to put myself in a position where I'm going to pay up for guys in Rockies. You know, because the guys I would like on the Rockies are priced up pretty good. 
Um, you know, aside from maybe Carlos Gonzo, I want to take a take a little cargo shot there on, on FanDuel 2.7, I guess. But I just don't like playing hitters against Granky, you know, regardless of the situation. So I'll stay away from them. But on, on the D-back side, I think that we could really look at these lefties. And if we look at uh, German Marquez and, and his numbers here from last season, one thing that we notice is that he um, he is a ground ball pitcher but he gives up a ton of hard hits to righties. So um, 38.5% hard hits to righties, just 30% to lefties. And by the way, guys, a 50.2% ground ball rate against lefties. So uh, not really that interested in any of the um, uh, any of the, the lefties in Arizona. Uh, you know, I'm actually going to go for these right-handed bats. I'm going to look at guys like Pollock and Goldschmidt. Um, Maybe I could take a shot on Jake Lamb, but you know he's probably the only lefty that I would do that with. But Pollock and Goldschmidt, uh, they they look real good to me here. So I think those two guys might find their way into my lineup. How about you, Travis? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I might, I might be a little stubborn and still go like Peralta and Lamb. I, they're just really good hitters against righties. That's the thing. I know it's Marquez though, and you know you can talk about how he's a little little against righties, but I don't know. I, I might be a little stubborn and still go with Peralta and Lamb, but I, I love Pollock and, and Goldschmidt too. That like top of the four is just going to be guys that I really like to want to get exposure to here. So uh, I'm mainly keying in on those guys, and then uh, kind of depends on like what they what the Diamondbacks run back at the bottom of the order. Because again, if this if this stack becomes chalky. Uh, there's reasons to like look at some of these guys maybe towards the bottom of the like, We saw Nick and Med, he had a massive game yesterday. Uh, so, like, you know, he's a righty that you might want to throw in there, Josh. Like in Alex Avila, I know you said again, like you're, you're looking to target more of the, the righties and the lefties, but like, you know, Alex Avila showed a lot of power last year. He was crushing the ball. So, uh, I don't know. There, there's, we might have to find ways to get creative with some bottom of the order, like wraparound stacks and whatnot. But uh, I don't know. I think like those top four are guys to definitely, uh, you know, kind of put in your player pool and really be considering on this slate. I think that's the edge here in this game, in this game, by the way, if you want to look at uh, what, what hitters to take from this game, I think getting the D backs righties in there. I think that people will just try to take the lefties at a discount. Like Jake lamb, you're getting for 3.4 on FanDuel Peralta, you're getting for three K. Uh, I think that people, you know, Avila 2.6, I think people will really focus on these lefties and uh, might just fade the rights because, you know, Pollock and and, uh, and Goldschmidt are priced up. So maybe they're like, oh, okay, well, I'll just fade the rights and play the lefties because they're facing a righty at home. Meanwhile, they should be playing the righties. So maybe that's maybe that's the edge there. Maybe we'll get them on their own tier on the slate. Yeah, possibly. I just, uh, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't like the way this Diamondbacks lineup looks right now. It just seems like it's like you know, just play the one through four, and then like I don't know. I just, I don't like what I don't like what the the projected lineup is. So I'm hoping it comes out a little better. All right, on to the next game. We've got the Milwaukee Brewers in San Diego against the Padres. Eight runs here is the total. Milwaukee Brewers slight road favorite minus one eighteen on the money line. Now, we're in Petco. We've got a nice pitcher's park, one of the best parks in the game in Major League Baseball for pitchers. Uh, you know, these Padres bats, they just they haven't really improved. Looking at this lineup, they are implied to score less than four runs, one of the lowest implied team totals on the board on the slate. And this Brett Suter kid is not, you know, he's nothing to sneeze at, and we have to play two pitchers on a site like DraftKings, right? So if we look at Suter's numbers, um, they're actually a lot better than you would think. If you just look at Suter, you're like, oh, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't want to play this guy. But but let's look at his numbers, okay? So we pull them up, and what do we see? What we see here is a 19.6% strikeout rate against righties, 149 against lefties, 
Ground ball rate, you know, nice and solid, 47.6 against righties, 41 against lefties. Um, he is a ground ball pitcher on both sides. Um, 26.6% hard hits against righties. So here's the thing. He's got reverse splits. He gets hit harder by lefties, 35.9%. Then he does against righties at 26.6%. So, uh, you know, all in all, I think the suitor is the spot that we can go here. Uh, we look at the strikeout rate for the, the Padres, uh, you know, right around 21% as a team. And you get him for a pretty solid price here. 5600 on DraftKings, Travis. So if you want to like play Darvish or 12.2 and just plug in Suter with him and uh, kind of consolidate the price tags, and then you, you can get any bats pretty much that you want after that. You, you end up with a lot of salary left. So what do you think about going with Suter as your number two on DraftKings? Yeah, I think that's what I'm currently doing, but it's one of those things where like I'll put that in and then I'll see like as the day goes on, like, yo, can I upgrade from Suter, right? Yeah, I think it's the same thing right now. Uh, Suter is a guy that just makes sense price-wise, consolidation-wise, since Darvish is a lot more expensive on DraftKings in that different format. And you do want to find like a cheap, you know, SP2 here to kind of consolidate the price tags. And Suter is a fine fit. You, you know, no one's going to be crazy about him. I'm not like super thrilled to be playing Suter, but I do think that he's a guy that we can, uh, you know, gravitate towards for now. Uh, unless, you know, unless we can figure out a, a different route to go. But on the flip side, we have Perdomo. Now, Perdomo, known as a ground ball specialist, the grass cutter, they call him. 66.6% ground ball rate to righties and 54.8% ground ball rate to lefties. So this guy really knows how to draw ground balls. On the other side of that, though, his strikeout rate's pretty low. 18.7% against righties. 13.3 against lefties. So not a lot of strikeout upside, but a lot of efficiency. He'll go deep into games. You know, he'll, he'll get guys out and, uh, you know, probably uh, pull you a quality start and a, and a win in good situations. Not Maybe not necessarily this situation because I'm not sure if he'll get the run support against the guy like Suter. But I do think that he'll, you know, he'll, he, he has the stuff to get you an efficient outing. Not really interested on FanDuel. We're only at one pitcher and you really want to try to maximize upside out of your pitcher. But... Uh, on DraftKings again, we're talking about trying to find an SP two. I, I feel like, I feel like you could go the route here with, uh, with Perdomo as well if you want to go that route at six point three k. So it's kind of like both these guys present pretty decent value when it comes to finding an SP two here on DraftKings. Um, I, like I said, my only concern is that his strikeout rate is pretty low, uh, but he is a ground ball pitcher. So uh, what about Perdomo for you, Travis? Uh, yeah, it's fine. Like if you need a guy that like is cheap and you think you can just like get it done efficiently, I get it. But and again, this this slate is not the not the greatest slate for uh, you know for pitching. So I get it if you want to go cheap, but I'd rather just go Brent Brent Suter, right? Like if I'm picking, I'm just rather go Suter. So uh, most of the time, I think and I'm building my lineups. I'm just like, yeah, I'll plug Suter in over Perdomo. So that's kind of the route I think I'm just going to take and uh, kind of call it a day. So I likely land on no Perdomo because of that, because again, it's just very simple. Like they're a similar price and it's just easy to just land on a guy like Suter instead. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, speaking of, uh, you know, both these pitchers, you know, being candidates for being SP2s here uh, on DraftKings, uh, does, you know, is there any interest that you may have in the bats here? Yeah, like I want to. It's just like this is a, it's like a pitcher's park. Like I, I get there's like reasons to be like kind of maybe contrarian with it, with going with this stack. I'm trying to think of like what I would do in a tournament if I wanted to. Like I think 
the best route would be to, you know, maybe get exposure to the Brewers, go like a Yelich, a Kane, a Shaw, and like an Eric Thames, or even like change like the Kane for a Braun, something like that. Because just that Brewers lineup does have upside. Or, uh, I think it makes sense, and you can obviously get exposure to these guys that way and hope that you get that Padres bullpen on top of that. That's always going to be something to look, look to target. So I, that's kind of the approach I'll take. But again, it's one of those things where I'm not, not, crazy interested in it but again like you know yesterday i think i saw someone on roto grinders like someone on twitter tweeted out that they you know someone helped them you know with a with a pot uh with a uh what was the stack it was i forget but the, the brewer stack was involved right they they ended up helping them win a lot of money it was like nick ahmed and the brewer stack so uh it won some money yesterday in this park why can't it do it again yeah yeah i agree um yeah but for me i don't know i just i'm just not gonna go too crazy here are there any other, uh, you know, anything else you want to mention about this game here? Uh, no, I, I think that's it. Uh, again, it's like it's a team I don't, it's a game I don't love, but I think it's there. There's obviously reasons to get a little exposure to it and mix and match some some guys here and there. Again, this is a time of year where uh, you know the weather's really cold. Not everyone's hitting home runs and whatnot, so you, you don't need those massive scores. I feel like to win right now. So uh, yeah, I don't mind uh, getting some exposure to a home run here or there in some parts if you really feel confident about a guy. But uh, yeah, let's go on to the next game, Jazz. Last one on the slate. Last game on the slate. Yep, San Francisco Giants in LA against the Dodgers. Battle of the Cali teams eight runs is the game total and the Dodgers pretty heavy favorites here by a full run and a half minus 206 on the money line for the Dodgers here heavy favorites and that's because they got Kenta Maeda on the mound and Kenta Maeda is a pretty solid pitcher and and he to you know for me he's like a secondary option on FanDuel at 8.3k if it gets the extra cap off of Darvish you know if that 1.1k really saves you enough to where you feel like you could upgrade your hitters wouldn't hate if you want to do that. And this, you know, this Giants team, very beatable here. Uh, they have, you know, made some changes. They got McCutcheon in the lineup now. They got Longo in the lineup now. But I'm still just not afraid of this lineup. And I think that Maeda is a fine secondary option. On the flip side of that, we do have Derek Holland. And Holland is a guy that we really want to try to get some bats against, especially some righties. We look at his numbers against righties. His fly ball rate's insane, 43.2%. 40.8% hard hits, just ridiculous numbers. So his numbers are a little bit better against lefties. Uh, he does get some ground balls. He does, uh, you know, get some, some uh, soft contact out of lefties. But righties is the way that we want to go here. So that's going to put guys like Chris Taylor, Puig, Kiki Hernandez, Matt Kemp. These guys are clearly in play. Forsyth, another guy who has good splits against lefties. Wouldn't mind batting him, especially putting him in like a wraparound stack. Just know that the park is not great. So if we're going to do anything in this game, Aida's a good pivot on FanDuel off of uh, Darvish and play the righties against Holland here from the Dodger side of the ball. So unfortunately, guys, we lost Travis uh, due to some technical difficulties here, but he did give me his stack of the day to tell you guys. So we're going to move on to the stack of the day segment. For Travis, he said his stack of the day is going to be the Minnesota Twins. Go ahead and get those Twins in the lineup. He loves him some Twins today, uh, you know, with good reason. Second highest implied team total on the board. So go ahead and get those Twins in your lineup for Travis Mangone. Uh, for me, my stack of the day is going to be... Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with the Dodgers. I'll take the righties on the Dodgers, and I'll take a couple of the righties from the Diamondbacks as well. I think that will be fine. And then um, 
I think that we could end up having a good good game if we go around that way. Uh, you know, good day here, racking up some runs. So that's going to do it here for the Weekend Grind Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Really appreciate it. Go ahead. Give us both the follow on Twitter. You can follow me at Real Joshua Giant. That's at Real Joshua Giant. Go ahead. Give Travis a follow at Travis Mangone. That's at Travis M-A-N-G-O-N-E. Go ahead. Check out his uh, Ryan down today for the NBA slate. I'm sure he'll give you some great content if you're playing the NBA slate and want to double down on NBA and MLB. Uh, but other than that, I will see you guys tomorrow with Travis here back on the Weekend Grind Podcast. We'll be back for you guys. Happy to be covering MLB. And, and uh, you know, I'm sure that we'll hear you from you guys on Twitter as the day goes on. Love answering any questions you guys may have. So for my co-host, Travis Mango, and I'm Josh Sir Giant. See you guys tomorrow. Peace out, Grinders. Welcome to my legacy On my search for serenity I'm trying hard to let things be But I keep making friends with my enemies Welcome to my legacy On my search for serenity I'm trying hard to let things be But I keep making friends with my enemies Well it's sunny outside now Maybe I should go for a walk Wearing my heart upside down As a badge for everything lost Try to stay humble with the right crowd Try to do the things I was told, yeah Try to make everybody else proud Even if my soul is the cost Speak my mind loudly with everything I have to say But people walk around like every day's a masquerade Following the pattern, it's easy to tell Cause everybody is afraid of being themselves Made a lot of choices but I still ignore the white smoke Distracted trying to balance my emotions on a tightrope But still eat well and chase it down with fine wine And use my imagination as a lifeline Welcome to my legacy On my search for serenity I'm trying hard to let things be But I keep making friends with my enemies Welcome to my legacy On my search for serenity I'm trying hard to let things be But I keep making friends with my enemies Well it's stormy outside now Maybe I should stay in my bed Wearing my heart upside down Praying that it helps me forget We all wanna do it differently and We all want a second chance Well I've got the opportunity, yeah I'm accepting everything that I am But I don't think I change it for a second Perfecting a profession where depression is a weapon And I won't even mention all the questions that I'm left with When I didn't have the answers I just went ahead and guess and try to get across a message But I'll never understand Writing me on paper I seem better than I am Try keeping all my friends doing everything I can But once I'm doing well they'll be enemies again Welcome to my legacy On my search for serenity I'm trying hard to let things be But I keep making friends with my enemies Welcome to my legacy On my search for serenity I'm trying hard to let things be But I keep making friends with my enemies Welcome to my legacy On my search for serenity I'm trying hard to let things be But I keep making friends with my enemies Welcome to my legacy On my search for surrender
Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands to get the job done. Lowe's is here to help with more of those brands in stock like DeWalt and Little Giant. We stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. Now save $60 on a two-pack of DeWalt 20-volt max batteries, now just $99. Plus, we now offer the Little Giant King Combo Ladder, the world's first step, extension, and leaning ladder, giving you the flexibility to do just about any job for only $159. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only.